Hey everyone, so what you're about to see is pretty much one of my favorite pieces from the episode 120th anniversary panel. I left some stuff in there that I felt would just be nice to watch, but mainly there is a piece at the beginning and at the very end where Ian McDermott very strongly teases as to his return in episode 9. So I thought it would be interesting for those who care to watch. I hope you enjoy it and leave a like on this video if you did. Also, sorry for the shaky camera. It's a new camera. Courtesy to all those on my Patreon and the join button who donated and are helping support me getting new stuff for the channel, which allowed me to get this footage for you. And I was actually sitting pretty far away, so it's a pretty sick camera. And so thank you to all those who have donated and supported the channel. Uh, before I keep going on, enjoy it, leave a like, and may the force be with you. Before we start, you know, I realize we're here today to celebrate the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace, but uh, after seeing your surprise appearance here at Celebration on Friday... <laughs> For the episode 9 panel, I do have to ask, uh, do you have anything to tell us? Uh, you know, <laughs> Friday, um, I just happened to be in the area, <laughs> so, uh, I thought I should just drop in for a laugh. <laughs> When you wrapped filming on Return of the Jedi all those years ago, did you have any idea that 16 years later you would be reprising your role again? No, no, no. Because, as you know, um, Darth Vader shut me down that tunnel. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's the end. But I did say to George, you know, when I came up for air, I, 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 I said to him, is, is he? And before I could finish the sentence, he went, yes, yes. Well, couldn't he perhaps? No. He's dead. But it wouldn't it be interesting if... Forget it. <laughs> so all those years later, when the prequels uh, became a reality, I, I got that phone call again, and I had a very brief meeting with George, as I did the first time. And uh, he said, you know anyone who wants to play an emperor? And I said, well, that might be me. Uh, and he said, well, these two characters in the movie, there's this sort of uh, hypocritical politician. I thought, yeah, I could do that. Uh, and then there's this other guy who we don't really get to know uh, until later, but he's very dark and mysterious and kind of scary. And I thought, oh, that's the part I'd like. But I'm going to be a boring politician. So like everybody else, I didn't know that only two there were going to be. Wow, wow. Now, Ian, I understand you weren't given much background when you played the Emperor in Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's true. You weren't told very much. You just, no, uh... no, it was all a mystery, but I didn't even know he was called the Emperor. Um, when I first got the part, because I had a very brief meeting with George one lunchtime, and I went home and the phone was ringing and my agent was sort of screaming up and down saying, you've got the part. I said, oh, that's great. What's the point? <laughs> and uh, he consulted his notes, because, you know, it's very thorough. And uh, he said, oh, he's called the Emperor of the Universe. <laughs> and I said, well, I guess we'll be doing it then. <laughs> so The Phantom Menace was the first instalment of his background, sir. That's right, yes. And, uh, well, as we all know, I mean, because Vader took over the world in terms of interest, you know, and evil dumb. Um, George, I think maybe he'd always planned it, but decided to tell his story. Uh, I had no idea how much my character would be part of it. Um, and on the movie, it's the nature of these movies, and I love it, you know, nobody knows anything. 
and all the way through the movie, Liam uh, didn't know that I was playing both parts. <laughs> and, no, and a lot of people did. And, um, you know, just you'd flick the pages as this sort of serious guy. I'm not like I'm in those scenes. I don't even want to, no, I won't learn any of that. And, and then uh, at the premiere, uh, when we said hi again, he said, it was you, you bastard. <laughs> now, as you mentioned there, you know, not everyone, including some of the fans, knew that you were playing both characters That's there. right. Um, and I didn't know myself, I should say, until, until that first day. And I thought they made a mistake. You know, all the actors' characters get numbers. And I thought, and they don't make these kind of mistakes, but I thought, oh, I've been given the wrong number. Because I'm playing this senator, you know, and he's, I don't know who this insidious person is at all. And then I realized, you know. But to this day, nobody's told me that the two people were the same. You know, I had to work it out for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then how did you approach the two different personas differently? I suppose you saw them as different characters totally, did you? Yes. Uh, well, of course, you know, Sidious was sort of like the emperor. I mean, he was the emperor. Not fully achieved physically, although certainly in intellectually. But George said a great thing one day uh, on the set, that you should think of your eyes, Ian's eyes, Palpatine's eyes, as contact lenses. So when you play the scene, your face, your face shouldn't really seem real. And that was a fantastic note for an actor, and it really made sense to me. So uh, it was difficult to shake off. So when I went home, you know, I felt I was going around in this terrible mask, and uh, people kept saying, are you all right? Why are you staring at everybody? <laughs> I was just practicing. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, Ray, Darth Maul is a man of few words, so movement has become important. It's your language, basically. And yesterday, we heard Dave Filoni tell us that more action and fighting scenes created with motion capture from your side and now the secret that I kept for a long time, I'm telling my kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we heard all about those secrets yesterday as well. Yeah, it was a lot um, of fun. How did you originally create the sort of body language that Maul has? Um, well, as a teenager, I was very shy anyway. Mm. You know, I wasn't very good at chatting up girls and trying to get you down. I wasn't that kind of guy, but I was. My body was, is what I knew, and um, originally when I was brought in by Nick Hillard. I saw Darth Maul, and seen the storyboards and seen the images, I saw Maul as like a one of the distinguished kind of like master that you would see in Chinese movies that doesn't really say much but wouldn't look at you when he was doing action but he, he was in full control and, um, and, and I think just through my Wushu background and gymnastics and, uh, and being a big kid because I wanted to be a Jedi, it was just a, a, a dream come true for me. Yeah, I mean, and I'm working with Nick as well and Andreas and, and all the other guys that really helped bring everything together physically. Plus we were playing games like Tekken and Soul Ledge and you know, we were like copying things like going, and so we were having fun with the rehearsal and that sort of, we were just playing and uh, we want, uh, one thing was we wanted to make sure, because as being martial art fans watching movies, we wanted to make sure the fans didn't see any faults in the fights. There was no loopholes. Everything was technical and, and, uh, and rapid and, and fast. And George wanted us to be super powerful. So. Absolutely. Now, there's one iconic moment in the movie when those doors open 
and you ignite your lights. Oh my God, Tell us yes. about filming that. Well, it was great because I was listening to Prodigy at the time. And, uh, <laughs> Fire, Firestarter was my theme for Darth Maul. And, uh, and the new album, In fact, The Land, just dropped. And uh, Andreas was really into it. We were both breakdancers back when we were younger. So I was kind of like getting myself geared up. I'm Firestarter. And, um, but really, what I was thinking was, when the doors opened, was, oh, thank God I got that cloak off. Because <laughs> it was heavy and it was beautiful and it looked good and um, it, the, the, the sleeves would get in the way so it added a different texture to the fight in a desert with Leon, which was really, really cool. But um, there was so much more I could do without the cloak. So that little smirk that you see when I'm opening the doors open, that's me like, yeah. <laughs> so, you're never going to see it on again. You know? so, so that's why it's a little smirk. I'm very grateful. I never thought when I was a kid at seven years, seven years old, seeing Star Wars and Empire. Empire was the movie that changed my life. And, and I, I, I decided I'm going to do martial arts and I'm going to be a Jedi and I'm going to do gymnastics. And um, I didn't, as a kid, I didn't grow up saying, hey, I'm going to be the bad guy. But um, I love it. I'm so happy. I would never, I would never change it. Uh, my life has changed because of Star Wars. I've, I've met so many wonderful people. It's a wonderful man, you know, and of course you, and, you know, it's just we've met so many great people along the way, and all of you guys too, you know? And you, you keep me young and fit, you know, I have my moments when I want to eat my Oreos and a cup of tea and dip in 20, and then I think about, you know, I get a post from you guys, and I'm like, oh, I've got to be Darth Maul, Snake Eyes, get out in the gym, come on. So it keeps me motivated, so I feel, I'm, I'm happy. Oh, uh, Ian, does it keep you away from the Oreos? <laughs> you know me too well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Ray. It's, uh, it's kept me young and happy. Um, the, the thing that's, uh, which is wonderfully ironic, I mean, when I was 37, I think, I started out by playing 120, and, uh, or something along those lines, and then I went back to my own age, which was why I was able to do the part as the senator. Um, in, in the first movie. Um, but throughout my life since I was 37, every now and again, an interval, a Star Wars movie came along while I was doing other things, other movies, other TV things, but mainly stage work and also running a theater. In fact, when we were doing The Phantom Menace, um, I was very pleased that we were at Leavesden, which was just about half an hour's drive from my theater, so I could go in and do a bit of work in the morning and then go and do a bit of filming. So it's been very much sequentially um, part of my life. Um, I was only very disappointed, of course, that at the end of Jedi, he was, as George said, no, he's dead. <laughs> so um, I made the assumption that we'd never ever see him again. And I guess that's how it will remain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Ian and Ray. Remain with us okay. uh, for the time being. Uh, Star Wars is about both the dark side and, of course, the heroes. Woo! Episode one revealed many introductions and simple beginnings of a number of the most memorable and beloved characters. Take a look. We need a navigator to go. Yes! Yeah. 